Most footwear brands use cheaper synthetic materials, but when it comes to quality, Mother Nature knows best. Allbirds took that idea and ran with their iconic wool runners. Wool runners are made with premium supernatural materials that are comfy and durable, so you can run to the ends of the earth or just to the store. Plus, they're machine washable. This year, take a big step forward for Mother Nature with Allbirds Wool Runner. Discover your perfect pair today at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com. So I switched to Boost Mobile and got this free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Why do you think they call it the Galaxy? Maybe because the Samsung Galaxy A23 has a huge screen, and galaxies are huge gravitationally bound systems of stars rotating around a supermassive black hole. And the phone is free? When you switch to Boost Mobile. Cool. You lost me at gravitationally bound. Switch to Boost and get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. Limited time offer while supplies last. New customers only. Excludes tax. One device offer per line. Only available on certain networks. 5G not available everywhere. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles. Brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Singer-songwriter Tom Galloway was born in Georgia and raised in Texas and currently resides in Nashville, where he is honing his craft of songwriting and storytelling. He has been involved in several recording projects throughout the years, including fronting several southern rock bands. His latest album, out in May, entitled Wreckage, is a deep dive into Galloway's songwriting past. Tom joins us for this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about that record and his musical journey. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the podcast today. Hey, sir. How's it going? Great. Thanks for taking the time to uh, chat with us a little bit. Um, you are in Nashville, is that right? Yes, sir. I've uh, been here about six years now. Okay. Um, yeah. not home then originally, obviously. No, I'm, uh, originally I was born in Atlanta and, um, I went to school at UGA. So I lived in Athens, Georgia for a good bit. And then eventually just kind of felt it was the right move to head to Nashville for a bit. So I've moved about 2015, I think. Okay. Over here. So yeah, it's, it's been fun. How long were you, you were in Texas, right? For a while? I was, yeah. So I grew up there from like about four till 15 so okay yeah uh, in a small town in texas called tyler tyler texas oh. and uh yeah it was it was texas is cool where did you catch sure. the music bug i would say maybe it was uh well from my father definitely from my father just him playing music all the time mm-hmm. in the house but uh maybe austin texas to be honest uh going there with with him and my family and seeing some uh seeing some live music there was pretty cool and just seeing how people reacted to music as when i was just like young like wow my uh my dad is really paying attention to this band like maybe i should yeah <laughs> start doing that. wow that's yeah. cool to be to be that conscious of um what people think of uh, your dad especially what he thinks of music um as a younger person to pay attention to that that's pretty cool yeah, um, he just, and uh, he would always have just instruments around the house, and just, uh, I'm really fortunate his his musical taste kind of just, uh, it it's like classic rock, but then uh, soul and uh, 
R&B, like, uh, you know, the whole f- full spectrum. So it wasn't just listening to one yeah. uh, genre of music growing up. It was kind of everything, which was great. When did it become obvious to you that, that this was something you wanted to pursue? Uh, it was, let's see. I would say around 15 or 16, like I had, I had a band in high school and we did some fun stuff and it, it was kind of, I was playing drums at the time and singing and, uh, we were just kind of figuring things out and it was, you know, definitely an amateur type of band. But, uh, I think it was around co- the, my college band mama's love. Uh, when I started, when we started real seeing, uh, or hearing people singing along to the lyrics, like in the crowd, that was kind of like really cool to me and i was just like man i, I want to keep keep this going <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome uh have you been able to or, or had have you worked yourself into this is this is your full-time career uh man for a minute it was like that band mama's love we were on the road full-time several years and it was fun when i moved to nashville though i kind of dialed back that a bit and just kind of tried been trying to grind it here in nashville uh more focusing on songwriting and just putting out music um so you know it's it's not as full-time as it used to be but um it's still like my number one passion Mm -hmm. so you mean doing music as uh, writing music as the profession or doing that while you're doing some other occupation yeah i guess just uh it's it's just not as like we're not like I'm not out on the road every week. Yeah, okay. Like it used to be. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. harder anyway. I think the the pandemic changed a, a lot of things for a lot of musicians. Oh yeah, I feel like it cut down on the musician population. Like I feel like a lot of bands kind of maybe gave up right after that. Yeah, yeah. And can, can I mean, you I, tell the change uh, in Nashville? Do you do you feel it's different post pandemic? I mean, it's like the uh, CMT stuff's going on this week, and I saw some uh, pictures of downtown. It was just full on. Like it was even like downtown was still kind of crazy during the pandemic. I mean, some people just didn't really care, right? Yeah, about it. Um, but no, it definitely had a, a lag there for a minute, at least for a year, almost two years, I guess. But uh, I guess it, the live music's starting to come back, and it's been nice to play a few shows out. You have a couple different bands you play with, is that right? Did I understand that correctly? Uh, yes, sir. Yep. Um, so my the the record I just put out is just under my name, Tom Galloway. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few records out under that, which is just kind of the solo stuff. And uh, I when I moved to Nashville, I started playing with this band called Meridine. Um, the guitarist that started that band played in my old band, Mama's Love. And we also still, we did a record last year that we put out uh, called Soul. And um, so between those, let's see, I play in a country cover band here called Stampede. We do like classic country stuff, which is fun. Yeah, cool. Um, Yeah, oh yeah, then another band called Potato Gun Canyon. And it's a three-piece acoustic band that does, uh, focuses on like harmonies and stuff. Like we love like... Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oh, cool. uh, Okay. Yeah, stuff like that. So just kind of trying to stay stay busy, but I guess my focus recently is just trying to 
has been on this record that just came out, you know, focusing on the solo stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and you've got a pretty interesting story connected to this album too, right? As far as where the where the the songs originally came from or at least part of them. Yeah, so as I was saying, Mama's Love, it went through a few different uh, iterations of band members, but it was around 2014 that the group that was playing at that time, we had decided to go to Charleston for a week to record at our buddy's uh, studio there. And we had a full album in mind, and uh, we got all the basic tracks done, and then uh, we were going to finish it up back in Athens. And then we never really got around to finishing it, and people went their separate ways and a couple of us moved to Nashville and it kind of just got <clears throat> put on the uh, back burner for several, several years. Yeah. And it was actually kind of COVID just hanging out of the house, like going through old stuff that I found the hard drive in the closet and <clears throat> uh, actually used as, a, as an excuse, like, Hey, I'm going to get, cause I could only listen to it through pro tools. And I was like, why don't I do a little pro tools trial and, plug it up and listen to it and kind of try to get it to a point where I can give it to my producer to keep going with it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so that was a process and, but it was, uh, we got it running up here in Nashville and, and my buddy Dan Davis, uh, who did my, my last solo record helped me kind of, uh, piece it together and, and polish it up because it was, it took some time. There was a lot of like work to be done with it still. Um, more work than we thought it would be, but hmm. I, we were just we were just talking yesterday how after kind of like stepping back after it's been released and listening to it with fresh ears, like we're both I think we're both proud of it. So yeah, so you kind of had a uh, foundation, a full catalog of songs to work with. So it was it was fairly uh, at least the first level of it was fairly complete then. Yeah, so yeah, all the basic tracks, we didn't have to, the bass player who still plays with me for his solo stuff, uh, his name's Bill Baker, he didn't have to overdub anything, he just kept it, like, he never has to overdub, it's pretty pretty yeah. righteous, but, uh, cool. and uh, let's see, the drums stayed the same, we had the keyboardists redo some stuff, and we redid all the vocals, and there's like four four different guitarists throughout the record which is pretty cool because it's like trying to figure out who's playing what yeah just you know from their tone and whatnot and it's like i don't know it's just a really good eclectic uh uh collection of sounds i guess um are these all originals songs that you wrote originally so all of them are uh originals there's one on there called hey little angel that the keyboard player uh, Ross Bogan brought to the table back in the day, back mm -hmm. in fourteen, and uh, it was one of our favorite songs to play live. Mm. And I heard that uh, when I plugged it up to Pro Tools, and it was just like really, I was just like I got to put this one out too. So I just hit him up and made sure it was cool. And uh, yeah, we added that to the middle of the record. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Um. When did songwriting become a thing for you? When was that part of your your pursuit of music? Probably back around like yeah, fifteen or sixteen. So in the I beginning, kinda, yeah, yeah, it was just I didn't really know what I was doing singing. I'm not sure I still really know, but uh, <laughs> I knew that, uh, and I also knew being and I was a drummer at the time, and 
my dad would always, I think I get the joke is that, uh, the least, uh, wait, let me think. Yeah. The, the one thing that's never said in the music business is, uh, whose por- who's Porsche is that in the front yard? Oh my God. I'm butchering this. Basically a drummer never drives a Porsche because they don't make any money. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was just kind of like, what, what, am, uh, I'm not going to be the best singer in the world. I'm not going to be the best drummer in the world. What can I do that's unique for myself? And mm-hmm. I feel like just writing was kind of a natural thing that came out um, pretty easily. Definitely had to work on it and still have to work on it every day. But it's the one thing I've found the most joy in from music in general is just the writing and the crafting of of everything. We're going to take a quick break from the interview. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the interview. Do you have a particular style or process that you follow? I, I find that every songwriter <clears throat> seems to come at the craft uh, a little bit different. Yeah, I, uh, I think it's important to try to put time aside and regiment some time. Mm-hmm. And maybe, and what I like to do sometimes, or especially when I do get in a nice routine, is in the morning just kind of do a free, free write situation hmm. just a few lines it doesn't even have to like rhyme per se just something to get your mind working mm-hmm. and uh but then what i really find is the best stuff just comes throughout the day at random times and i'll just kind of make a note or a voice recording and then go back and work it out it's always i feel like whenever something <clears throat> whenever something really good comes it's not I'm not intentionally thinking about it. It's just kind of like I just grab it from something. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it's kind of a perpetual process for you versus setting aside time once a week or something. Yeah, more or less. But then also there's, in Nashville, there's a lot of co-writings that go on, and uh, I should be better about that. But a lot of times I just like to get in there by myself and work it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say uh, – one of my favorite co-writers in town, Daniel Allen, he plays with a band called The Vagabonds. We're putting a uh, uh, duo album out this summer called Allen and Galloway, hmm. and it has like some really good, or some of the be- best uh, co-written songs I've been a part of. Yeah, that's which cool. Should be fun. So the the current album is called Wreckage. Do you have a um, a plan yet on how you're going to support that? Uh, playing out is that a solo type effort when when you take it out or do you have a band that will go out with you on those that that, those particular songs man uh yeah so we just did a album release show for it and it was a full band thing and awesome it was really great to have the full band because you know the few shows that i've been doing 2020 2021 were usually just acoustic solo or maybe a duo but it was really cool to recently play some gigs out with like a full band and drums and it's just like such a different vibe and almost like i just think it's a lot better yeah um but yeah well we're uh looking into some shows for the summer and then you know the fall and stuff like that but um yeah i guess i was telling you about that duo album i'm trying to get that done this month Uh so okay is is this particular group with this music is it a festival type act or is it more of a uh auditorium uh bar kind of band i you know i'd love to do some festivals and we can definitely 
I mean, it's like it's a it's a band that we focus on the songs, but they can also play really well. And if you want to extend a a section like a, you know, let people go off on some solos, we like to do that too. Live, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So you've got the new project that you're working on, and and you hope to have that out. Do you have a, a date for that? That you'd like to get that out? I think we're looking for that to be done by. The end of this, we want to have it out before the end of the summer because there's a couple like summer time songs you could say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, let's see. That shouldn't be too far. We're almost done with it. And so you guys will play out together then in support of that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yep. What's What's on your bucket list? What's What's the long term? What's the future look like for you as a musician? Do you you have things yet that you'd like to accomplish that you haven't done? What what are you working towards? I mean, yeah, there's plenty of stuff. Uh, like some of like venues I've always wanted to play. Like my my dream would be to this is weird, but my dream would be to play on uh, Saturday Night Live. It's like my favorite TV show. And, <laughs> That's cool. I've never heard anybody say that before. Yeah. <laughs> It's always but, like, you know, they play at the Ryman or, or uh, uh, you know. Rockefeller. The, right, Rockefeller or, the, or the Grand Ole Opry or something. But Saturday Night Live's a new one. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I would also say the probably second would be Red Rocks Amphitheater would be awesome. Yeah. In Colorado. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'll take the Ryman any, come on. Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what iteration of your music do you think um, would be appropriate or or fit with saturday night live i guess you gotta write a hit for that <laughs> um so i'm still trying to find that one i i think i read where you uh you also play with the southern rock band maybe that would be the one to to take to saturday night live yeah i've seen a few that's cool i mean a lot of this stuff now and it's just kind of show, like the thing about snl is it shows like what's popular now that it's like a lot of it's kind of not my thing i don't know but then every now and then they put like a nice rock band in there or a country band or just kind of like an actual band and mm -hmm. not just some electronic stuff yeah yeah um do you have a particular genre that um that that you play that's your favorite i i, I hear that you kind of bounce around a little bit with with uh, different styles of music is any one of them uh, more of a favorite over another I feel like I'm gravitating towards like an Americana rock thing, kind of mm -hmm. like I love Tom Petty, uh, oh, Neil yeah. Young, yeah, that type of like. And it's and most of the stuff that I really love is like, you know, it's from the seven sixties and seventies, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, and who's to say if that'll come back around? But it's just kind of like what I gravitate towards naturally. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I mean. What's cool that a lot of those bands are actually still playing um, with as many of the original artists as, as they, they can. You know, America, the band America, is playing here soon, and they're on tour. And, of course, you've got the Eagles and uh, several other of those 70s acts. Uh, even, you know, of course, Kiss is still on their farewell tour three years later. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, you don't. It, it's, it's more rare to hear some of the newer, more recent acts that are still together. And so I think that kind of helps fuel the uh, younger interest in some of that more, you know, what we called seventies rock is actually kind of Americana rock now. Yeah. 
That's cool. That's cool. And I think that uh, it's about time for the Southern rock band feel to come back around too. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> I'd love it. Yeah. Um, who, who are some of your favorite Southern rock bands? Uh, you know, of course, Skinner, 38 special, um, you know, the, those kinds of that, that kind of feel, um, you know, get a little out further, uh, you know, into the fringes, Black Oak, Arkansas, and, um, you know, some uh, nitty-gritty dirt band, you know, some of those kinds of different rock, folk rock bands of the 70s. I grew up with that music, so, I, you know, I love that sound, and I, I really enjoy when a new band chooses to cover one or two of those songs. I feel like it just kind of puts an exclamation point on the music that they're playing. Dang, that that might be the next move right there. Yeah. Pick yeah. a nice cover from that time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, I love some fishing in the dark. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's I spend a lot of time in different genres, and it's been a thing maybe more recently, but I think kind of as at least in the recent history for bluegrass bands to go grab a seventies uh, AM classic rock song and work a bluegrass version of that into their set. It's always a crowd pleaser because a lot of the people that attend those events are, you know, 40 and up. And so they, they just dig it when, when a bluegrass band will, will pull out a 70 song and, um, you know, have their own version of it. So yeah, it's always cool when that happens. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been, uh, just recently, I guess after Memorial day, I've got the Jimmy Buffett fever right now. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. But I, and by saying that it's like the early, like his early stuff, which was like, I think it was like, in the early 70s maybe mid 70s but like yeah that stuff is just really yeah really good and like sometimes overlooked maybe because you know you think like margaritaville and there's a lot more oh yeah yeah and that one's oversaturated anyway so anytime you can pick up something else our uh, true fans are going to recognize it anyway mm-hmm. so are you you have anything else in the works beyond this duo are you still writing songs for a future project yeah just still you know just keeping the process going, yeah. trying to trust in the process and uh, trying to get out there as much as possible. Um, yeah, it was just, it was really cathartic and good to just put this old record that's kind of been on my, uh, like kind of like a small load on my shoulders that it's like, I always wanted to put it out and yeah. it's just good to, to finally have that done. Yeah. And then it's just like, do as much as I can to promote that release, which we're doing right now. And I really appreciate it your help on that and uh but then just moving forward and picking the next favorite songs and trying to put those out and yeah you know that's cool yeah so the new record is called wreckage and how can folks get in touch with you get a copy of the record uh if, if there's videos where's the best place to to get all the communication things going with you yeah so there's uh just tomgalloway.net is just the website but all this stuff is on all your just like you know digital Music, um, channels, Spotify, I always try to get people to go to that. Um, you can find me anywhere yeah. on online. And it's G-A-L-L-O-W-A-Y, Tom Galloway. Yes, sir. Yeah, Great. Thank you, Tom. Enjoyed talking to you today, and uh, wish you well with this new record. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. Life's never felt so expensive, and most people are cautious about spending. 
But IKEA's always been the smart choice for creating beautiful homes on a budget. Right now, IKEA family members can save even more with an extra 5% in-store on eligible purchases. Visit ikea-usa.com slash family for more details. Offer valid starting September 1st, 2022. Limited to qualifying purchases. Exclusions apply. Not valid on services. Discount applied in-store only. Before tax, shipping, and handling. Cannot be combined with coupons. This year is your year. Even if you also said that in 2022. And however you want to make a splash, Mother Nature can help you every step of the way with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Wool Runner Mizzles are shoes made from premium, supernatural, weather-repellent materials. So you can jump into this year with both feet, rain or shine. The high-top uppers are made from temperature-regulating, moisture-wicking merino wool treated with durable puddle guard technology to keep you dry and comfy. And you can take confident strides with with supernatural rubber treads that grip for all condition traction and sugarcane-based sweet foam midsoles that put a little bounce in each step. Allbirds is constantly innovating to increase the performance and longevity of their earth-friendly materials. So even on your toughest outings, you'll wear out before your shoes do. This year, make a splash without worrying about getting your feet wet with Wool Runner Mizzles from Allbirds. Discover your perfect pair at allbirds.com today. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 